Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back in Julie Harris. It is May the 10th, 2021, and we're going mm-hmm. to pick up where we left off. Um, I think this is show number four, and we're doing it on really basing our podcast series that we're doing right now on Napoleon Hill's Principles of Success. I believe there's 17 principles, correct? Yes, that's true. And a lot of people have never even heard of his 17 principles of success because Think and Grow Rich is so popular. That's right. Speaking of which, we'd love to give you a public domain copy of, public, um, of, of Think and Grow Rich. Um, in addition to our book, The Real Estate Treasure Map. And if you want to get those books for free, um, and I mean no strings attached free, you just text us 2021 to 47372, and we're going to text you back a link. And with that link, you can then download those books. There's also four other books there as well, including your 12-monthly generation plan. So go ahead and text 2021 to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. And like I said, when you do that, we're going to text you back a link And the link is going to then allow you to go and download Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and the Real Estate Treasure Map. So do that immediately. And you can do that while you're listening to the podcast. You can do it right now. Just go to your SMS uh, widget and then just type in 2021 and text that to 47372. And you are on your way to having your own real estate treasure map, which is your fill-in-the-blank business plan, and a free copy of the public domain version of Think and Grow Rich uh, for Real Estate. All right, so Julie, let's pick up where we left off last week, and we were talking about these success principles, and we are up to principle of success number seven. Uh, we did seven, and we're going to start with eight. Oh, so you're right. Seven we ended up with. You're correct. But that's okay. Principle of success number eight, acting with enthusiasm. Our passion and our burning desire to succeed is more powerful than all logic. Enthusiasm comes from within to intensify our faith and motivate us to massive action towards success. Kind of funny, almost like we read that when we wrote the massive action uh, business plan, right? The 90 which is, days which massive is, action. Which so. is part of the real estate treasure map. Indeed. So just saying. Okay, but that's what that's what Napoleon Hill wrote, that enthusiasm comes from within to intensify our faith and motivate us to massive action towards success. Well, here are some notes that I wrote down. You can feel free to enhance or delete as we go here. But the thing that came to my mind first was, would your prospects and clients describe you as enthusiastic? And, you know, I remember many times that you and I would occasionally pick up clients and they'd be like, gosh, you guys just had more enthusiasm. Or I've been working with the same age and they just don't seem to be listening to me. You know, there's versions of this. Well, but here's the thing. When, you, when you're talking to an agent and you're doing a free coaching call with them, if they're coming off too droll and mm-hmm. monotone and overly analytical and, uh, you know, maybe asking really good, thoughtful, logical, intelligent questions, but they have no energy and enthusiasm, they're going to have a hell of a lot harder time uh, getting anyone to work with them. The key to basically, I'll tell you right now, guys, if you're brand new in the real estate business or if you've been in the business for a long time and you're not yet figuring out or haven't yet figured out why it is you're not more successful, it really does come down to energy and enthusiasm. If you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> if, you, if you're like uh, totally and completely new, let's just say you're consciously incompetent, you know you don't know a lot, uh, but you have lots of energy and enthusiasm, you'll find that people will still do business with you just because you made them feel a certain way. And what was that Maya Angelou quote, Jolie? 
people I think it's will, in here somewhere, but um, yes, people will forget specifically what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel. That's right. And, and that's, you know, I have to say, I remember, I'm sure you do too, a lot of our beginning um, listing appointments, it was all about enthusiasm, right? And they, they would say things like, you were the only one who seemed enthusiastic about the house or about our situation, or you had more energy than anybody else. So that's what came to mind. But yes, Maya Angelou said they'll forget specifically what you said, but they will remember what you, um, you know, how you made them feel. That's right. And so um, how do you muster energy and enthusiasm? Well, if you aren't a naturally energetic, enthusiastic person, it takes a lot more effort. And there you go. So what do you, go ahead, Julie. So that's rolling nicely into my next point. You're welcome. Um, What do you do when you're not feeling enthusiastic? Are you controlled by your, quote, being in a rut? Or do you have a strategy to get back in the saddle? So I think, and we did a podcast once uh, that was like early warning signs that you feel like you're getting in a rut. And so that's the first part is recognizing that you're getting into a rut. And then what do you do about it? Because, you know, we've all run into people that they kind of make it their theme song. Well, but there's three simple ways to get yourself out of a rut really quick. And the first thing to do is stop digging yourself in the hole even further, right? So if you're, you know, imagine a car stuck in snow or mud and you just keep on hammering down the gra- and, and uh, on the gas. And what happens is that rear axle and those rear tires are just going to dig themselves in deeper. And that's what a lot of humans do when they're basically in an emotional rut. So one of the first things to do step number one this is my quick three action my three step plan for getting out of rut recognize you're in a rut okay so if you've done that (laughs) number two well number one is recognize you're in a rut and stop do it and and stop you know uh digging yourself into a deeper hole number two you need to absolutely 100 percent exercise as in remove all uh uh, influences from the media specifically, because what's happening is your mind is in a mental um, spiral of negativity, and you're reinforcing that mental spiral and even giving it more momentum by uh, allowing yourself to be exposed to media. The media nowadays is garbage. You just have to accept that all forms of media are all completely crap. Now I know that's not true, especially our podcast. <laughs> right, throw us into that bucket. You're right, but I know that's not completely true. But you have to start out with a premise that it's true, and here's the reason. Um, I think that's a safe a premise to start with, because if you've been exposing yourself to a never-ending loop of bullshit from all the cable news stations, for example, or from newspapers, for example, or from all these other things that are trying to manipulate the way you think. Right. And you're and you're now noticing that you're in this emotional quagmire. It's it's safe to assume that you've reinforced that emotional quagmire subconsciously by all the media you've been intaking. So my strongest suggestion is to go completely cold turkey, because what you're doing now, what you're intaking now, uh, media wise, is doing nothing but reinforcing your bad, uh, your lack of motivation. Now, hopefully that intellectually, at least intuitively makes sense to all of you, because it should. And the third thing you need to do is you need to follow one course until successful. So the other reason that people will feel lack of motivation is because they're trying to focus on too many different things. Um, you know, what was it? Uh, Matthew McConaughey said, life is barely long enough to get good at one thing, choose wisely. And I think that's a really fantastic quote and it's so true. So if you're bouncing around and I'm just uh, speaking primarily to those of you in real estate and you're being romanced by this done, uh, you know, easy button idea and that easy button idea and you're thinking social networking here and maybe I need to be recreating my brand here and oh, now it's time for me to read it, blah, blah, blah. You are going to easily feel overwhelmed with the tsunami of inputs that's not going to allow you to actually stay focused on any one thing. The one thing all of you should be focused on is becoming a listing agent. And I'll even make that as painlessly simple as I possibly can. Ready? 
Number one, to become the most successful listing agent in the history of listing agents, the best version of you as a listing agent, as a salesperson, the first thing you have to accept and then master is being a proactive lead generator. That's what we teach you in our coaching program. And we teach, obviously, we focus on these four things primarily. The second thing is you have to be really good at pre-qualifying. The third thing is you have to be really good at presenting. And the fourth thing, and you know, in a market like this where listings sell themselves, you have to be good at negotiating. But the reality of it is, is all the other things in real estate that you allow yourself to be distracted by are truly optional once you've mastered those four things. And I mean that in the most literal, non uh, I'm not even... I'm not even trying to challenge you with this, guys. I'm not even trying. This isn't even a think about point. No, it's a this, fact. It's a fact. If you get good at proactively lead generating, pre-qualifying and presenting, and then again negotiating, everything else in real estate can be delegated or frankly not done. And yes, I'm talking to you, social networking. Yes, I'm talking to you, Mr. TikTok video master. Yes, I'm talking to you, Mr. Branding. Yes, I'm talking to you, Mr. You know, guys get the point here? Because at the end of the day, real estate is about being of service to other people. And if you can learn to be a, a, at service at your highest skill set towards listing, uh, attracting listings, there is no limit to how much uh, money you're going to make from all the people you're going to help. And again, if you're feeling in, uh, unmotivated, it's probably because you're allowing yourself to be distracted. So number one is stop digging yourself into a hole. Number two, go media free. And number three, follow one course until successful. And that uh, course should be becoming a listing agent. That's right. So keep the mindset of being of service and enthusiasm will become more natural to you. And Tim gave you a very specific set of actionable items there. Think about how much better you feel when you take a listing. Now, some of them haven't taken listings yet and they're soon to find out. But the, those of you who have, doesn't your mindset instantly change? Isn't your well, enthusiasm better? Here's the breakthroughs that you see in coaching clients, right? The first level is going to be is they realize they can be a listing agent. They don't have to be stuck working with buyers until the cows come home. Yes. The next thing is they can work with, uh, you know, okay, now I've learned how to be a listing agent. They're taking listings, really, they're taking the easy listings. They're taking the listings from their centers of influence and past clients. Yeah. They're not taking listings that are competitive. And the real breakthrough comes when they actually set an appointment with someone who they have no social connection with no center of influence past client this is somebody that they proactively lead generated and then they competed so they're co presenting to a seller who they're a stranger with and then they competed with other agents many of which may have been the seller centers of influence and past clients and win when you have that breakthrough when you realize you have a scalable skill set that allow you to essentially at will set listing appointments and take listings then you are on your path to being financially free and all of you can get there. Many of you, you know, the, why are you resisting? Why is it that you're wanting to beat your head against the wall for another year trying to focus primarily on buyers? It doesn't make sense. It's working with buyers getting easier and harder. And I know the, and by the way, the uh, people that are um, wanting to talk about the real estate market crash and wanting to beat that drum, they always come out this time of year and all it's just clickbait at this point. Jillian, I've got 20 really well drilled down points. We're going to be talking to you when we get through these success principles, and we're going to be presenting to you why there is no real estate crash on the near horizon, three to five years. And we're going to give you very specific points with very specific facts. It's not going to have a political agenda. And please understand, like you, please understand, you do not really necessarily care what direction the market is going. If it's going up, you, you, you can service sellers, you can service buyers, you can make money. If it's going down, same thing. You are going to develop the skill set that you're no longer going to be dependent on whatever the market prevailing market conditions are because you can help people and make money no matter what direction the market's going. Guys, you got to realize that those of you out there who think that you can only make money in an upwards uh, buoyant market like what we're experiencing now, now what you're starting to see is how that um, actually is sort of true if you're a listing agent, but really not that true if you're a buyer's agent. We're at the extreme of it. 
So when we get to the point, and I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, and we're going to give you those points soon, uh, why when the market does start to move back towards being a balanced market or a buyer's market, you're going to learn then how to migrate towards the new opportunities in the marketplace. But don't be fearful or don't allow people to motivate you to do dumb things out of fear that the market, some the housing market, some kind of some kind of you know a crash is looming. And I've been seeing these emails again; they come Thank up you. every year. You know, people trying to sell you guys to be on REO lists and all that. When that market comes back, I promise you, Julie and I are going to be the first ones in the marketplace to really provide for you the pathway forward to leverage whatever the new business opportunities are. But for now, it's exactly what we're telling you. That's right. And I really think that not knowing those facts, you know, you were talking about upgrading their skill set because that affects their mindset. Not knowing things like why we're not headed for a crash anytime soon, I think is kind of malpractice because it causes them to believe some of the conjecture and some of the uh, misplaced articles and YouTubes and all that kind of stuff. They, they become subject to that kind of influence. You guys only have a limited amount of time, limited amount of energy, and limited amount of money. And if you start put, putting those energies towards, it was the four, third point that I just gave you. If you start putting those energies towards things that are not going to put you in a position to, and, uh, to help people make money in the next 90 days or less, you're going to lose another year. Because you basically thought you were smarter than the whole market and you thought you were going to get ahead of the you know, default market or you thought you were somehow going to figure out a different way to uh, make it so you don't have to, really have to do the work you don't want to do. You know, At the end of the day, guys, it really is about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Next point, Mrs. Harris. That's it. So point number, well, principle of success number nine, practicing self-discipline. Napoleon Hill wrote, self-mastery is essential to success. Self-discipline is enforced by controlling your thoughts and your actions thus balancing our outcome. And off you know, the top of my head, some points were 30-minute rule for all volatile or potentially volatile situations. Practice self-discipline. Why? Because your first reaction might not always be the best. So you need to explain what that means. Well, you know, we're talking about real estate and there's all <laughs> kinds of, not that this ever happens, mm -hmm. but you know, it could be when you're negotiating. I see a lot of agents fighting back and forth about why didn't the listing agent call me and tell me exactly how to win the offer. And people throwing around texts and, you know, social media posts and all this stuff. When in fact, what the listing agents usually say is, if you read the comments, you'd know how to win. Well, but what you're saying specifically. not react, not to come out, you what know, you're, swinging. What you're saying is that you have to assume your first reaction is not the reaction you, you want right. to take to the bank, right? So give yourself a breather and you might find your first reaction was the right one, but for the most part, it won't be. And I'll tell you something I personally do. I will almost never, unless it's something really, you know, fluffy, I won't send any emails or I personally won't send anything that um, is decisive anytime after probably about three o'clock. Because I often find that overnight I'm going to have my subconscious mind work on a better solution than whatever I maybe thought was the best idea um, that I was about to maybe tell someone on our staff to do this or do the other thing. I mean, just today I had uh, emails that, I were, that were in my outbox that I didn't send. I wrote them last night. And I realized that now in the morning, after having, again, my subconscious mind work on these things, that it's not the best solution. And I came up with much easier, uh, you know, more practical solutions. And you guys are probably the same way. So adjust accordingly. Maybe your cutoff point is noon. Maybe it's one o'clock. But just limit yourself. And, and it's really, really a great practice to assume that when you're in a confrontational situation where somebody is causing you to be stressful, where you stressed, where you feel your ego and your hair starting to step, you know, it go on ends. If you're feeling yourself on your heels and you're feeling like you need to be, you're being attacked and you need to attack back, the best thing to do is not react. The best thing to do is just shelve it and go back to it. Julie says 30 minutes, but depending on what it is, it could be the next day. 
It could be two days later. And something else, which is kind of funny in real estate, oftentimes when you don't do anything and, mm-hmm. and like somebody sends you an email yeah. and it's like the biggest grenade with the pin pulled, right? You know, this drama, 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 the world's going to come to an end. Just the worst thing ever. And you're, you know, all these types of things. They're spitting nails at you, right? And you've got to fix it for me because blah, 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 blah. blah. Right, yeah. exactly. You wait an hour or two and guess what? The problem is completely <laughs> resolved. resolved. Yes, because the other per- that's true. The other person didn't know how to deal with their emotions, and they were making, they were sharing their lack of um, emotional maturity with you. You know, thank you very much, right? <laughs> right? So again, give yourself some breathing room and do not react right away. And and you might want to learn to apply that in other aspects of your life as well. Sure. Because it really will give you a more a better sense of control, and you won't be looking back upon your emotional uh, overreactions, and you won't you'll realize, like I was just hopefully sharing effectively with you guys that my initial reactions to some things that might otherwise make me mad are not the same as after I give them a little bit of breathing room. So that tells you that the my initial reaction isn't from my uh, you know higher self. It's from my ego or it might be from my uh, you know attack my fight or flight mechanism, all those types of things, none of which I want running the ship. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, and I would add to that, to watch yourself when you're reacting when you're hangry or in Zoe's case, <laughs> <laughs> hungry or hangry, or you know when you're trying to squeeze something in in between deals or driving around and you're texting, which you shouldn't be doing anyway. So watch your reaction times and what's appropriate and take a breath. Well, uh, you mentioned texting, any sort of digital. Uh, that's you the know, worst. At, that's the worst because a lot of people are very, very crappy at conveying what they're trying to say in short texts or, you know, messaging. So again, really misconstrued. There was a lawsuit. I think uh, one of the agents was sued over trying to say that the back and forth in the text constituted some kind of contract. And uh, whoever the ruling agency was, was like, no, that doesn't count. You can't go back and forth and argue that text worked. And it was all taken out of context. Everybody was emotionally wound up. So just stop doing that. (laughs) Okay, so next is something I also see from coaching clients often. My point here was operate from fact, not from fiction. Don't make up in your head, quote, what must be happening. Get the truth first. This happens sometimes like if a client ghosts you or something like that and you think that they're mad at you or you said something wrong or you you start spinning out of control and then two days later you find out that they were out of town and that's why they didn't call you. So get the facts. I see that a lot with their negotiating right now that because this situation is this and it was just like when I did last week, it has to be like that. Ask really good questions. This is why we have buyer and seller pre-qualification scripts so you can operate from the truth and then make good decisions. Make sense? Yeah, definitely. So don't well, but I mean, this all goes back to being a professional, honestly. Mm-hmm. This is what this all basically is. If you focus on all of our points and everything we teach in our coaching program, it always goes back to essentially having a disciplined approach to literally every aspect of your professional life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people repel with the word scripts. And you just sure. you know mentioned having a you know a script or basically a system. That's all it is, guys. Is a system is something or a script is something that's there to keep you on track. It's a conversation outline, and we change our words sometimes just so that we don't offend anyone because everyone likes to you know crap on scripts. But the reality of it is, is you're using scripts. The scripts you're using just might not be as good as they as they could be based on maybe the results that you're getting.
doing, right? So you are saying the same thing over and over again. You are using a script that you probably patchwork quilled, you know, sewn together, but it's not as effective as it could be had you basically had more time in the business and had more transactions and have tested the different ways of saying things and how to say them. So when you get one of a Harris, a Harris script, one of the things we ask you to do is we do want you to use it as verbatim and as exact as you can. And then after you've internalized it from having said it correctly, then you can personalize it. But what 99% of you will do is you'll take our script and then you'll personalize it. You'll think somehow just because your previous job, you were, I don't even know what you were, a travel agent or you were waiting tables or you were a fighter pilot or whatever, right? You think somehow that background is going to make it so you have some sort of innate ability to write a really good sales script. It doesn't. Our scripts aren't just based on what Julie and I did in our own real estate practice but they're based on tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other agents using these scripts over time. So don't skip right to personalizing because what's going to happen inevitably is you're going to make the script uh, become less effective because you're going to ruin the whole point of it. When we write our scripts, the questions, and they're all questions based, the questions are written in a specific order to help you and help the, uh, you know, the potential seller or, or buyer uh, get to the end zone where they want to be. They're not talking with you just because they like you. They're talking to you because they want to actually transact. You know, 99% of the time, that's the case. Now, differing levels of motivation, you know, you can then discern which ones you want to put the most focus on. But the point of a script is for you to get to that point as fast as possible so you can determine what their motivation is. So you can actually find out whether, frankly, they're worth your nights and weekends for the next three years. You guys getting my and, point and here? And conflict, too. A lot of what they deal with is confusion resulting from not having asked those questions, right? Because some pertinent fact comes out during the middle of negotiation. But that's self-discipline, right? It's absolutely self-discipline. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, use the pre-qualifying questions with buyers and sellers every time on every situation. Not, you know, oh, I, I'm not going to do that because they're in my center of influence. And they already trust me. Well, so what? You still need to know and understand their situation, right? So don't have different rules for different situations. That's like the biggest mistake agents make when they become mm -hmm. successful, right? Mm -hmm. They get to the point where it goes, what are the levels of learning? I'm, I'm quizzing you. Ready? You have uh, unconscious, unconscious incompetence, you meaning you don't know what you don't know. Then you become consciously competent. You're aware there's stuff you've got to no, no. be learning. No, conscious no. competence. You got you. Oh, that's the third one. Okay, so let's right. do it again. Un unconscious. I know unconscious incompetence. Yes. That's where you're an idiot and you don't know it. Right. Okay. Then yeah. there's consciously incompetent, yes. where you're an idiot and now you know it. That's a good place to be, by the way. And then. Then you have uh, being consciously competent. You still have to work on what you're doing. You have to think about it. You are, are actually using scripts and presentations. But you, you're kind of getting it together and getting some good results. So you're only an idiot occasionally at the third level. You can still slip into idiocy for yeah, sure. You can still slip. Especially you, if you get lazy. You still have to force yourself to follow your system. You still have to force yourself to basically do the things that are necessary. Your ego is still playing a tug of war with you saying, oh, you can make things easier. Oh, shortcut it. Oh, let's pop into some Facebook group to see if there's a way that we no longer have to be proactive yeah. lead generators. So at the third level, it's very easy. And that's you can also correlate this to building momentum. But in the third level, that's where the real work is. That's where you're having to work on your skill set and you're starting to do more production. You're starting to feel more successful. And that's also when you can easily fall back into the first level or you can slide back down of the you know levels of learning because of the fact that you stopped doing the real work and you didn't ever spend enough time in that third level perfecting your skill set so you can ultimately get to the point where you're unconsciously competent. That's right. An unconscious, unconsciously competent is kind of like cruising altitude. And I liken it when we teach this, I liken it to, uh, you know, Captain Sully who landed the plane on the Hudson. Yeah. He didn't like have to go look some stuff up. He didn't hit YouTube to find out how to do it. He had such competence 
that he saved all those people on that plane and such an, I mean, you remember watching that movie, it was crazy. That's somebody who has unconscious competence. They have so, they've done it so many times, they know their stuff so well that they don't have to really think about what they're doing. They just execute. Right. So the point of it is, is that where you can get to in real estate, faster than you think, as long as you don't deviate from the path, right? As long as you don't allow your ego to tell you to meander. The, the, you, you, when you get to that unconsciously uh, competent phase, that's where whatever comes out of your mouth is better than virtually all your competitors. Your yes. systems are great. Your pre-listing pack is great. You know you can proactively lead generate whenever you want to. Your lead follow-up is phenomenal. You're great at negotiating. You have actually become a true professional. You have actually gotten to the point where you are close to winning the game. You but know? you can't skip the two steps. You in, can't. In but that's what agents try to do. Always. So agents try to fake. And you guys can look on Instagram. Look at most agent postings, right? They're trying to fake the fact that they're still in that. They might be in that second phase, right? So they're going to the first phase, which is unconsciously incompetent, where they don't know anything. Then they go to consciously incompetent. And so what a lot of them try to do, and a lot of you are trying to do, is you skip the real work phase, which is that the third phase, really the second and the third phase, that's where you actually have to learn how to be a professional. You have to practice. You have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level 90% of the time when you're at work. You have to make yourself uncomfortable. You have to basically step away from the herd of people that are making those you know, TikTok videos, all the Mickey Mouse, right? You have to actually become a true professional. And right there, when you push through that, when you actually go to the next level, you're going to be amongst the you know, 1%, 2%, 3% in the world of, of people in the world who actually stayed the course and stayed dedicated and didn't allow anything else to distract them. You're going to be truly somebody who's on the road to being special. And if you do that, you're going to win and not just real estate, not just wealth accumulation, but in all aspects of your life because your brain has been rewired. No longer will you find shortcuts attractive. When you, matter of fact, well, when, you don't even need them anymore. Well, you, you don't might think not think that you need them. You might not in real estate, but if you're trying to basically learn how to lose weight, or if you're trying to learn how to do other things, you're not going to be attracted to shortcuts anymore. Once you've learned and you've experienced what it's like to do the real work of real estate and get to the point where you're unconsciously competent, you no longer will be able to be seduced by anybody in any aspect of your life trying to sell easy buttons because you will know once and for all that that stuff is all 100% lies. And you have to then... Uh, you know, realize that your potential in your life is truly what you'd already hoped it would be. But you can't get there unless you actually follow these, you know, these steps that we're giving you. And I, I hope that motivates a lot of you. Hopefully, at least it, it resonates with all of you. Um, now, the challenge you're all going to have is whether or not you're going to do it or whether you're going to, you know, get done listening to our podcast and click on another podcast where someone's going to be telling you about social media, how you could do a bunch of posts, how you could do a bunch of stuff. And all of a sudden, somehow, magically, sellers start calling you. Guys, it's a lie. You better realize it. You know intuitively it's a lie or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And by the way, this podcast is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the United States. At the very least, the United States were listened to in 61 different countries. So there must be more and more people waking up to the fact that their true path to being successful in life, let alone real estate, is the path that Julie and I have helped to hone for all of you over all these past decades. Yes, but follow the path. The word is focus. Follow one course until successful. So the question I have for you guys now is what are you going to do with this information? Are you just going to sit on it? Are you going to say, well, that was interesting. Those are some talking points. So let me share this with you. If you've not yet purchased the book, Harris Rules, it is really, well, I mean, you can tell by the f almost 400 five-star, maybe it's almost 500 five-star reviews on Amazon. It's available at every bookseller uh, in the nation, Barnes & Noble. It's available at our, uh, you know bookstores. 
Um, so get the book, Harris Rules. You can also listen to it. It's on Audible. But don't delay. Listen to that. It is a complete system that you're going to then want to basically have by your side for the rest of your real estate career because you can lean into it whenever you're not knowing what your next step should be. It does talk about team building. It does talk about lead generation. It does talk about everything all the way down to how you should look and the kind of car you should consider driving. It's all your questions answered. So get the book, Harris Rules. In the meantime, if you guys want to talk to Julie and I about joining our growing EXP family, please do consider texting me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. Have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.